You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Boston sports fans? Jimmy T here, and I have a couple questions for you. First... Do you want to get killer seats to your favorite team for the price of a beer or a pizza? Second, are you tired of paying for all the inflated markups from brokers or last-minute convenience charges that turns your ticket purchase into a mortgage payment? The answer, of course. Then you need to listen up about 1 in 100. Go to onein100.co right now. The Celtics with no answers for Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. My name is Mike Petralia, joined here on the floor of TD Garden by Josue Pavone. 97-92, Celtics lose their fourth straight out of the All-Star break, their first home game since the All-Star break. They're now 37-25. Celtics had good effort in spurts. But in spurts is not going to get it done, Joe Sweat. Especially defensively, Trags. We saw that in the first half. We didn't see a carryover, unfortunately. You saw that energy. You saw that guys making the extra passes on the offensive end. But for me, it really comes down to the defense again. This team has to get back to playing the defense that we've seen them play, the kind of defensive teams that we've seen from Brad Stevens in the past, and they need to do it on a consistent level. We didn't see that in the second half. We didn't see that same kind of energy from the Celtics on the defensive end. And the Trailblazers made them pay. You know, you can talk about someone like Damian Lillard, one of the top point guards in the league. This is a team that has to play and bring that energy night in and night out out in the Western Conference. I know they did have an extra day of rest, but there's still no excuse for what we saw from the Celtics in that second half. Look, if there's one play to me that sums up this game and the frustration Celtics fans are feeling, it was the end of the third quarter. Al Horford with a bucket to make it 72-64. Blazers, we thought going into the fourth quarter, but what does Damian Lillard do? He takes the inbound pass and races 94 feet, and no one stops the ball. He lays it up at the buzzer, and you could feel collectively the air go out of TD Garden. Frustration, 74-64 heading into the fourth quarter. That was a big moment. Yeah, you know, you pointed that out right after the quarter ended, and that kind of energy sort of carried over to the fourth quarter. You saw him continue to get to the rim, turn the corner. Um, you saw guys stay front of, in front of him for a little bit. As soon as there was a screen in the picture, it's too much space in between. A lot of guys just weren't fighting through those screens. They weren't keeping up with him. The switches weren't there. You know, it seemed like he was just two steps ahead every single uh, drive, every single time he was had the ball in his hands. And I just think that at the end of the day, it paid off uh, for the Trailblazers. They built that uh, cushion, and the Celtics just could never close it out. This Garden Report is brought to you by our friends at 1 in 100. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics raffle for your chance to win in a raffle. Some of the best Celtics tickets anywhere for the cost of a large pizza or a beer. Again, go to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics raffle and visit our friends at 1 in 100. All right, Kyrie Irving started off this game very strongly. He had another very good game 
but I thought early on the Celtics were a little bit guilty of watching Kyrie get to the basket. Nobody else moved. Yeah, they really got into that matchup with him and uh, Damian, Damian Lillard. Sort of been the story of the entire season when Kyrie Irving really gets going. But early on, you know, I, I still thought the Celtics still had, obviously, a chance to, to continue to, to find that momentum in the second half. And they never found it, Trax. And, look, I don't want to put all this blame on, on what Brad Stevens has been doing, but it's just a lot of head-scratching going on. Okay? Well, let's, no, let's look, that way. look, I think, I you mean, know, the players have – uh, been subject to criticism as they should but so should the head coach right. and brad stevens knows that full well he said after the last two losses in chicago and in toronto i got to do a better job of finding the mix that will get these right. guys in rhythm and i'm not seeing a lot of those mixes tracks you know we were talking about guys that who really work hard who really try to get into games and one guy in particular the one that's in the top of my head right now top of the list in my opinion is shemi ojale right. what happened shemi ojale has given brad stevens valuable playing uh valuable playing time whenever he gets his numbers whenever his number is called and specifically against the milwaukee bucks this isn't something that he's been doing a month ago he's sort of been there when his name is called he gives you valuable uh playing time on the defensive end three and d guy and then you don't see him much of him after that i'm not saying brad stevens needs to switch up the starting lineup i just think some of these rotations have been sort of questionable i commend him for going to robert williams which we saw tonight and also the night before that but i mean Little stretches like that where we see Robert Williams, you know, in the mix, I, I do think makes an impact. But in this game, I thought it was an interesting time to put him in in that moment. Hey, let me stop in you the right fourth quarter. Let me stop you right there because he was in the game 29 seconds. First appearance came with just over five minutes left. And what happens? Durkic of Portland uses Robert Williams you know, for all intents and purposes, and gets the dunk on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, Charles. you got to pick the right moments when to do that's it. It's a tough spot for the right. It's a really tough spot, especially in that in that point of the game. Nor is it a good time to put him in when they're losing by 28, like we saw one night ago. You know, it's just very tough for Brad Stevens, I understand, for him to divvy up these minutes and break things down. But, look, when you have someone like Terry Rozier who sat out tonight, when you have uh, Brad Wanamaker not in the mix, I thought he'd go a little deeper tonight. We didn't see that. And, again, I, I still say, where's Shemmy? Give Shemmy a shot here. You need to up the defense when the defense lacks, when they struggle like they have all season long in the second or third quarter or sometimes both. I think those are great moments, great stretches to go to Shemmy Ojale. All right, the Celtics made one final run in this game. They were down 92-80 and then made that big, big run, 7-0 run, got right back in it within five. Then Marcus Smart takes – what I look, I'm just going to call it an ill-advised three. He took a couple of questionable threes down the stretch. He made a big three uh, with about four minutes to go or three minutes to go to get the Celtics, you know, jump started. But then the bad threes kind of offset yeah. that. I mean, that's what we've been seeing the last couple of nights. I feel like over the last few games, ever since after the All Star break, I feel like the Celtics team, when they come down to the fourth quarter, they're looking for the home run instead of hitting a double or hitting a single. And that was a perfect example of Marcus Smart. And look, listen, he did a lot of great plays to get these guys back into it. A lot of offensive rebound. We saw the Cobra strike. We saw him post up uh, in, in, in the paint. He drew a foul against Damian Lillard, got the three-point play. Plays like that. Marcus Smart, game-winning plays, but he has to be smarter than that. And, of course, when you when the, when, when the game is – when there's that much of a difference between the Celtics and the, and the Blazers or whoever they're playing, you cannot make boneheaded plays like that in that moment. The Celtics do not make any ground. As a matter of fact, uh, they lose ground to the Philadelphia 76ers in the race for that fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, which is, of course, the final home court advantage in the first round. Celtics fall to 37-25 and 25 on the season. Next up, the Washington Wizards take nothing for granted now the way the Celtics are playing against the Wizards here on Friday night. Inside TD Garden, he's Josue Pavone. I'm Mike Petralia, CLNS Media.
Hey peeps, I want to let you in on a little secret. The guys over at CLNS actually don't know everything about sports. It's true. We're close, of course, but we're always trying to learn more. And one of my go-to spots for content on all things sports is The Athletic. It's a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for the diehard fans. And now you can be just like us and subscribe, except you can subscribe for 40% off. Yeah, that's right, 40% off. Go to theathletic.com slash the garden and get started now. It's legitimately $3 a month, people. That's cheaper than a bad coffee. And you can get to read dudes like Jay King, Jared Weiss, Clevis Murray, all very smart Celtics reporters who I know personally and would vouch for. Heck, two of them were even former CLNS guys. So come on, support the crew. With The Athletic, you won't see annoying pop-ups. You won't see autoplay videos. You won't see ads. Instead, you'll be subscribing to in-depth coverage written by some of the best around. Don't just learn about a signing or a trade. Learn about why and how that trade happened or that signing happened. That's the type of good stuff you're going to get at The Athletic. And for 40% off, subscribers will still have access to the national content. So you get local news and and national news with more than 650 to 700 news stories published every week across all sports. So go to theathletic.com slash the garden, all lowercase, and start your subscription today. That's theathletic.com slash the garden for 40% off. Tonight's stat of the night is brought to you by Clutch Points and CLNS Media. And Chris, it's got to be the threes, right? It's ugly. It was ugly. Five for twenty-eight tonight. You want to know how? Okay, you know already. You know it was so ugly. Chris remembered. Give me the percentage real quick. Five for twenty-eight. Seventeen point nine. Seventeen point nine. But you can't do that in your head. That's not good. I bet I couldn't. But the Celtics got a lot of open looks tonight, which is something that they hadn't been doing in the last couple losses. I mean, they were moving the ball relatively well in the early going. It reverted back to that ISO play, but they were getting good looks, and that just it wasn't falling. And that's going to be a problem going forward, especially against good teams like Portland. Like if you hit Philly down the road, if you hit Toronto again, you got to hit their open looks. And tonight the ball movement created those, but the threes just weren't falling. And that's been a problem led by Marcus Morris, who's been ice cold over the last month or so. All right. Joseph Pavone here. He is Chris Grenham. And that's been your stat of the night.